When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go. Welcome to Citizen. Today we've got a uh, very special guest, Dave Thomas from Win- uh, from uh, mm. Pardon My American. Excuse <laughs> me. It's all good, man. It's Square a burger. You should. Uh, you've got kids, right? Three kids. Are yeah. any of them gingers? What's that? Or any of them gingers, like red hair? No. Oh, so you don't. So you're not the guy. No. Square burger. I Square believe you burger. told me once was a nickname that you got in high school, maybe. Yep. Yep. That's Square burger. Uh, work. A lot of the work guys would call me Square Burger. <laughs> work. What kind of work? Uh well, I I can actually say it. I worked for U.S. Foods. You know what I'm saying? That was my business. That, or not business, but that was what I was in. I don't know what that is. Is that like a... It's a food distribution for restaurants. Oh, I see. Yeah. So on the show, when I was referencing a lot of the buyers and the people were concerned about the food shortages mm-hmm. and stuff, I felt like I knew a little bit about that. So Yeah. Subject matter expert. Sure. Um, so over the past several years, you guys have started a show yeah. that kind of leans into the culture war a little bit. Yep. Uh, but you all still had day jobs until well i guess some some of you do still but yeah we have three three mm. guys mm. uh it's me and greg we're the initial co-host mm. and then we have chris who does the audio video and uh yeah me and chris uh chris has been out of his job for probably a year and i left mine a couple months ago or so to move here so it's uh, a big change man. yeah sure yeah you know? um and you moved. Uh, you lived in Southern Washington, but Southwest. You, yeah. you guys worked in Portland. I worked. Yeah, did. I worked in Portland, uh, and then Greg. He actually works in like the Tiger Hillsboro area, so mm. suburbs of Portland. But and it was a lot, man. I mean, I worked downtown, yeah. and it was it was a lot, dude. Lots yeah, it's uh, you know, it's interesting how when around elections or cultural events, certain cities have to board up everything yep. and then certain cities don't yep right like you're not gonna see you're not gonna see republican towns have to board up their windows typically no um and it's i don't know we're in this weird fucking universe now where everything you hear from the media and from you know uh, establishment politics is that conservatives are intrinsically all the negative things racist violent so on and so forth but it seems like all the racism and violence is coming from the left yeah now uh, i mean it is a very 1984 style the party will tell you that two plus two equals five and you'll have to believe it kind of situation but man honestly you know I, i i remember reading that book as a child i remember reading you know uh other dystopian novels Never really thought it would be it seemed it seemed unbelievable that a bulk of people would fall into that trap. This came a lot quicker than I think anybody thought, which is I, for us like uh, I, I was not all that political uh, I mean I've always had an interest in it, but none mm-hmm. of us were all that political until you know we got married, we had families obviously that's when you know taxes are a bigger thing. you buy a home, you have cars and you know right. uh, kids. All of a sudden, schooling becomes much more uh, on the plate for something that you're paying attention to. Mm-hmm. So the past couple of years, when we started doing the show like three years ago, was really, I mean, the rise of Trump. Uh, that obviously, like, you know, whether you like him or you don't, like, that was a big piece of us being interested in, like, seeing what they were doing with him, how they were treating him. Uh, that started, like, piquing everybody's interest, you know, with it and started getting more into it. But working in Portland, for example... I mean, even before Trump, like you could see, you know, there's a shift that mm-hmm. was happening. And we even had like guys here that were saying like, oh, Portland's like still pretty cool. I'm like, that's not that cool, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like the last time I was there, we were downtown and it was like everybody you saw was somebody you didn't want to see. You know, like right, there yeah. wasn't normal people. We mm-hmm. used to do the shows. Uh, I used to play music. So we used to play a lot of gigs down there and everybody was cool. And there was always homeless. Mm-hmm. Uh, now 
it's like you park your car and you're like you got your head on a swivel because yeah. everything's boarded up. Nobody has a reason to be down there. Mm. So it's yeah, bizarre, it's, man. It's like broken window theory. You you let people run amok enough and fuck shit up, then it's just gonna. That's the standard at that point. Yep. People feel a lot more comfortable behaving that way, and then you know word gets around like, yep. oh, I can go behave this way in this spot. Nobody's gonna do anything about it. Yeah, they don't prosecute anybody there. And you got Ted Wheeler, for example, in Portland. I mean, every every uh, major Democratic city has their mayors and stuff that are crap, but mm. uh, Ted Wheeler is one of the worst. And then you know they have people that won't prosecute. Uh, so you do protest, they're lighting the buildings on fire, uh, they go to jail, they come right back out. Sure, yeah. There you go. That's well, your problem. I, what's the old uh, Churchill quote? Appeasement is feeding the crocodile, hoping he eats you last. Yeah. And uh, sometime last summer, Ted Wheeler got chased out of his swanky downtown fucking yeah. condo. Yeah, they showed so, up. Yeah. Uh, they were threatening to burn the place down. Yeah. And that's not shocking, right? Because they burned everything else down. Yeah, yeah. But no, they don't like him either. But look who he ran. I mean, he actually ran against a true socialist, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Antifa-supported socialist. So... The options weren't good to begin with for everybody that was there, but you can't pick anybody better than that. I mean, it's kind of uh, that's the way of Portland. So, it, well, that kind of seems uh, to be a ubiquitous problem because the Republicans made that mistake in this, these midterm elections. 100%. Herschel Walker, uh, uh, Doctor Oz, fucking Carrie Lake. I don't think was a particularly strong candidate, and they ran these people because of their viral popularity. Yep but not because of their accomplishments or because of their character. Agree 100%. Right? So <laughs> there is a point in war where you have to fight the battle uh, that's in front of you, but it is, uh, it's a big no-no to fight on your enemy's terms. Yep. You know what I mean? Like if your enemy starts doing A, you don't all of a sudden change up and, and, and mirror what they're doing. You fight to your strengths. And this has been a problem with the Republican Party for a very long time, that they veered away from any kind of conservatism uh, just to stay popular. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which 100%. is not like you. I get it. Sometimes the tide turns and people want more of a fucking, I guess, social welfare and empathetic look from the government. And then everything seems to in the first two to four years after that go completely horrible. And they're like begging for somebody to come in and manage some, some adult to get into the room and manage the economy again. Yeah. Yep. But when the Republicans started, I, I just capitulating back in the nineties about stuff like this. Um, it, it all kind of went off the rails. And I think the ultimate fruition of it was George W. Bush, right? He presided yeah. over the largest expansion of government in history. Um, instituted the police state that we're, we're currently in. All the, all the things that are being leveraged, all the data that's being leveraged against you to steal your tax money and shut your accounts down when you say shit, that's all, that all stems from the Bush administration. Um, so, I mean, there's kind of a principle, though, too. Like, the, the conservative party, if you mm. want, you know, that, the Republicans, I mean, they always stood for, like, you know, abortion, like, no abortion, you mm. know what I'm saying, for example. Um LGBTQ rights, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing. It's mm. either way. But when you start, like, easing up on a lot of this stuff, it really kind of makes the base unsure of, like, mm. what direction you're really going into. And, like, I feel like there's a conservative ideology that's kind of dwindled. And now you got, like, Carrie Lake and stuff, which we've had this discussion on our show a couple times, and we have some really great debates about it. We, You know, um, I'm not all about the F, you know, the the weird stuff that may have happened, you know, with oh, the yeah. elections. Like, yeah, yeah. Sure. Is that possible? Absolutely. Mm. But why are we not looking at the fact that like the message is crap? The candidates are crap mm. and we're not going to fix anything. Even if they're, even if there is funny business, you're not going to yeah. fix it with, with a Carrie Lake. No, certainly not. I mean, she, she, it's not like she's been carrying water for conservatives this whole time. She's been well, making yeah. her career as a media person, which is not, not nothing wrong with that, nope, by the way, no. but that doesn't necessarily qualify you to be uh, a leader and we're kind of stuck in this trap now where, uh, look, elections are something of a popularity contest, right? Yes. But we've allowed it to become a cult personality popularity contest instead of a contest of the popularity of the ideas being presented. 100%. And there may not be a way out of that, to be honest. I, like, I, I don't see, like, the majority of people in America right now, I don't see them looking past, like, we should have elected Ross Perot, for example, in both 92 and 96. 
Uh, I was young when that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I remember. I, I was. Yeah, in, I, remember. I was in at uh, middle school. I think. Well, ninety two. I was eleven. I was seven yeah. years old. Yeah. But you know, just looking back on it, George H W Bush was okay, but he was nothing special. No. And Rosper was quite a bit better of a candidate for the economy. Um, well, if I'm not mistaken, he had that business mentality. Am I wrong? Uh, yeah, he he was like a less volatile and more uh, nerdy version of Trump, basically. Sure. Yeah, kind of like a political outsider who's like, "Look, you guys are banging around theory from political science classrooms. I've made billions of dollars. I know what I'm doing." Yeah. Um, unfortunately, a guy like that, and we saw it in the last, even in the Democratic primaries, there were a couple of super wealthy people that. Uh, that that ran that were just too nerdy, right? Yeah, just, or like Bloomberg. Bloomberg was one of them, and then there was that other guy. I can't remember his name. Um, let's see, twenty twenty Democratic primary. Um, fuck was that guy's name? I don't remember his name. But <clears throat> there's a lot of candidates. Yeah, there were quite a few, but it was uh, there's what the fuck was that guy's name? Damn it! And he was a he was just a giant dork. But it, it, that's a problem. Like you're not gonna. You're not going to get elected looking like that. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what you're met. Like Andrew Yang is another guy. I, yeah. I, I don't think he would be a particularly good leader of a country, to be honest. But uh, Tom Steyer, that's who I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Um, that dude's rich as shit. And then I think John Delaney is super rich as well, isn't he? Uh, well, it's kind of crappy that we have to. We got ourselves in a position, right, where the wealthy obviously have the advantage, which is it's been that way for a long time. But, like, the more money you have, mm-hmm. there's guys that are not wealthy who have great ideas, you know what I'm saying, that you're not going to really hear much from. So, you know, Trump winning was, I mean, he had a lot of money. Man. Yeah. And it was the economy, the, the climate was right for Trump at the mm-hmm. time. So, I don't know. The, the popularity part bothers me because that's that's something that you see with like the Carrie Lake situation where people were saying, well, Hobbs had this many, you know, followers on TikTok. Mm. Hobbs or uh, uh, Lake had 400,000 followers. But that you're talking about nationally. And obviously, right. if you're in the movement, quote unquote, the movement, like you're going to follow her. Mm-hmm. And even people that hate her are going to follow her. So like none of those numbers mean crap. Yeah, I don't know why the day. that was an argument being made. Because they don't understand how she could lose with, with that many followers. No, I understand, their, you know? I understand their logic. Their logic is just fucking stupid. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Well, they're getting hung up. Mm-hmm. And that's the majority of everything we're dealing with is that we're getting hung up on stuff that is not benefiting anybody. Uh, I mean, you could talk about, like I said, the, the it, funny business, but that's you're hanging yourself up on, like, are we just not doing a good job? Yeah. <clears throat> but, like, even Beto. Like, I, I can't stand Beto O'Rourke. But he was going to all the colleges. He was mm. riling up younger votes. And that's how he was able to get – I mean, it wasn't all that close, but he was close enough that it's not comfortable, you know. Well, it was 10 points. I know, but that's, that's pretty just, good. In, in this state, I feel like – and I'm not even from this state, but mm. I am now. I feel like it shouldn't have been even near that, to be honest with you. No, probably not. But you know, there's a lot of uh, extremely liberal population centers here, sure, uh, Dallas and Austin especially. But yeah, I agree with with that. Uh, it's the the Republicans have always been bad at messaging. For like you mentioned before, with uh, the marriage equality thing, mm. Democrats were against that too. Hillary Clinton, for example, was against it until 2013 when it became politically expedient for her to switch positions on that. Uh, And nobody ever seemed to want to hold her accountable for that, which is very bizarre to me. But Biden, Obama, all the same. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Uh, But if Republicans looked around and were like, hey, you know what, we got to get on board with this, you're still going to have a conversation about the message. So the message should have been – we believe in liberty in this country and liberty only exists if it exists for everybody and all the time. And these people aren't abusing anyone or hurting anybody else. And it's none of our fucking business what they do. That should have yep. been the message. Yep. Like if you really care about liberty, then you're not trying to wedge your religion into public policy. Sure. So pick one, right? Yep. Like if you want to be a fundamentalist then do that, if you want to be somebody that actually gives a shit about liberty, do this other thing. That's a pretty easy sell. I think to be yep. honest, it's a pretty easy sell, and it, they didn't even attempt that. Yeah, I think a lot of people uh, just I – th- I, I don't care. I don't mm. care what you do. I don't mm. care what you do at your home. You shouldn't care what I do at my home, uh, who you love, who any of that stuff. That doesn't matter to most people. It does not matter. But the problem that you come with those is, like, it's that whole, like, you know, you take a mile kind of vibe. You know, like, where does it stop? You know, like, I know that there's some – 
a lot of it you could debunk, but just the drag queen shows, man. I mean, oh, I mean yeah, I've seen them here. Fucking, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that like is happening to like in our society that should not be happening. Mm-hmm. And it's all under the kind of the, the guise of like tolerance, you know? Sure. And I don't want my kids being corrupted in school for something that I don't stand for. And I want to teach my kids, uh, you know, my values and have them expand those when mm-hmm. they get older. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are just afraid that if they give an inch, they're going to, they're going to take a mile. And I, and I, we've seen that the soccer jerseys that's just recently have the, the rainbow flag mm-hmm. that they just did for the world cup. My, my thing that I posted was like, I mean, sure, I, I guess. And soccer is it's fitting. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's pretty gay. It's pretty gay. Uh, but what's the <laughs> point of it? You can say that you're with them, but what's the point of having sure. it all over everything? Well, I think it's. I think in this instance, it's just to put a thumb in Qatar's eye, which I'm not – that that doesn't bother me. Usually it's something like this. I would. It's just so cringy. I'm just like, get the fuck out yeah. of here. But, you know, considering what's going on in Iran right now and they're about to murder 15,000 people for having the temerity to – protest and they, they agreed on that right they they actually came out and said that they were going to do that yeah right? yeah which is yeah qatar is, is kind of in support of that they also have been like they're gonna put people in prison for they're monitoring people's internet access in the olympic village or not the olympic village but the uh, uh in the hotels where these guys are staying um and if they eat pork yeah if they watch pornography, if they watch anything on the internet, they're going to start arresting people and shit. Um, so why not just not go? Like why can't that would they... have, that would be the fucking good, the correct move? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like the idea behind having uh, rainbow on your jersey as like a as a kind of fuck you moment, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like that's great, but don't go if you really actually look at the country and you say I can't stand for any of this stuff that they're doing right now. Right? Then what are we even doing there? Like to me, that's that's just us being. It's a good question because they're still getting they're still going to make a fuckload of money. Yeah, from all of this, that I and mean, they have support. They yeah. have support. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a good question whether or not you should just, uh, you know, rally a bunch of countries to not go to, go at all. I mean, um, I don't even know that you have to rally them, man. If you don't show up, the United States doesn't show up. There's going to be a couple other, you know, we're on board with mm-hmm. it, and then all of a sudden you get a trickle down effect, and you're going to see a big surge of people that aren't going to go boycotting the entire event. And I don't see why we can't boycott it. It doesn't make sense to me why we can't just boycott it. Soccer's not that important sure. to me. Yeah, but think about it this way. So let's say, um, well, let's say it's uh, was in Saudi Arabia where they have a lot of the same bullshit rules. We do. The United States government does business with Saudi Arabia and Qatar on a regular basis. Yep. They do business with China on a regular basis. Yep. Um, we also have killed tens of thousands of people innocent people with drone strikes over the past 15 or so years since drone strikes have been become popular. So well, are we in a position to make that move? I guess. That's, that's a good question, man. You know what I mean? And that's where the area, like as far as like military and, and those backdoor things, like I'm still learning a lot about that. I think most people are. And that's the, I, I think the separation between the two is that what you're referring to the average American doesn't even, it's not even a conscious thought to them. Sure. Those backdoor deals, like what we have, uh, you know, involved with them, what we're trading, that stuff doesn't mean anything. Soccer means a lot to some mm-hmm. people, you know? So, well, yeah, it's affinity based marketing. You meet people at the intersection yeah. of their interests and ideals, right? That's, yeah. that's kind of how it works, but we shouldn't be dealing with that though. If you actually are standing again, if you're standing with mm-hmm. your morals, you shouldn't be dealing with that. No, certainly not. I wonder if it's more effective to try. So, uh, you know, with Saudi Arabia, especially, women were arrested and pri- imprisoned and killed for driving for a long time. Yeah. For throughout their entire history, actually, until 2019, it was because uh, the Saudi government owned a piece of Uber, and Uber would not operate in Saudi Arabia unless they allowed women to drive. So it's like, and then China's the same way. So they, they we still have a big problem with them, obviously as currency manipulators and the Uyghur Muslim camps and this human rights abuses in general, but the treatment of ethnic Chinese people who are lower class, I guess you might say, who are uh, factory workers and things like that, their treatment, their benefits and safety requirements have gone up exponentially over the past 20 years because American manufacturing has required it of them to continue doing business. So I wonder what the, right answer that like how much of this should we be leveraging our morals onto people with an economic bend to it and how often should we just tell them to go fuck themselves and we're not going to do business with you anymore for like saudi arabia financed 9-11 right 
We should never do business with them again. As a matter of fact, we should wipe out their entire royal family, in my opinion. Sure. Like the, the House of Saud should go down, and they should rename the country to something else. Yep. If you fly planes into our buildings and kill our civilians, you got to go. Like I, I, I don't see what the holdup is there. But it, it, that's not going to happen because of their role in OPEC, yeah. right? But Well, so, so your question comes down for me is, is uh, if we could get ourselves back into a position where we're actually manufacturing goods mm-hmm. again, you know what I'm saying? Where we can be self-sufficient again, because we've kind of let a lot of that go uh, from everything I see. I mean, at least Trump, whether you like him or not, I felt like at least there was kind of some energy efficiency mm-hmm. coming in, which took a lot of pressure off us having to deal with some of these guys. We could have easily said, piss off, you know what I'm saying? And maybe been all right. Yeah. Uh, but when we get ourselves where we're, where we're bending over for everybody, then we can't do it. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I wonder, it used to be that, um, America's greatest export was our ideas, right? Certainly not the case anymore. No. Um, now our greatest export, I believe is our purchasing power. Like just people buying shit. Sure. You know, I agree with that. Uh, like there's that we don't offer the world a whole lot more than that right now. Uh, well, I mean, we'll come meddle in your foreign in, in your domestic affairs and blow some yeah. people up and shit, but, um, we don't do a good job of, of any of that stuff. And it's, uh, you know, characteristic of just in a complete absence of leadership. Yeah. And systems in play, you got TikTok, right. And, uh, Chinese owned, uh, in China, uh, TikTok is used to promote education. Mm. It's used to promote, uh, you know, different things that helps the society where they promote fat people dancing mm. in the United States, you know what I'm saying? Twerking. So like we, we've lost a lot of the situation when you're talking about smarts, like we have amazingly smart people in this country. You just don't hear about them and right. they're not glorified like they used to be. Now you, uh, you got these rappers and these other guys who are, who are getting popularity and that's exactly what they want. So, yeah. I mean, our um, education system sucks dude, right now. Well, that's, that predates anything, anything recent. I mean, yeah, you can, um, I believe it was Rockefeller that started all that bullshit where he said he didn't want, um, he didn't want an educated population. He wanted people smart enough to run the machines. Yep. Right. Uh, and that's what public education is for sure. It's just a, a factory to produce compliant workers, you know, um, which I, I'm glad now to see uh, people like Corey DeAngelis with the uh, school choice movement. That's yep. really that's really uh, grown quite a bit in the last year or two. But. <clears throat> From the conservative side, what I don't see is a fight of ideas, right? Yeah. It's it's like even even internally in the party, it's become a fight between like of likability between Trump and DeSantis yeah. at the at the national level right now. But that's not the fight. The fight is we've got better right like the fight is we have better ideas. We do. Right. So it's like you look at the last forty five years or so of, of social welfare, particularly in the black community. And the effects have been, uh, the positive effects have been negligible. And the negative effects are very apparent. It's created, uh, like, generational systemic poverty. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's no upward mobility. That You get just enough to get by and no more. And the conservative answer to that, again, in the same vein as the, as the marriage equality thing, is like, hey, if this exists, it needs to exist for everybody. We've got the solution to it. It's personal entrepreneurship. It's it's helping people get the government out of their way so they can achieve their own success yep. and have equity in their own stuff, right? Because that's equity. Cash in the bank loses value every second of every day. Equity gains value every yep. second of every day. And that's something that, you know, the Democratic politicians certainly take advantage of. Yeah. But it's not available to anybody else because then you're a fucking if you're uh, a fuel company, then you're gouging people. Or if you're uh, a small business, you got to pay 40 percent of your goddamn income and taxes and shit like that. Like, come on, man. This is not this is not the thing. But at what point which which Republican politicians have gone into black communities and said, hey, you know what? Fuck these people. Yeah. All they're doing is leading you by the nose. Here's a way that you can succeed and lift yourself up out of this bullshit, which is, by the way, the only way that you can. We, we, this is a lesson we learned 
and the GWAT and the global war on terror, you can't win somebody's freedom for them. Yeah. They got to fight for it themselves. And I think prosperity is the same way. You have to fight for it yourself because if it's not, if you don't, then you don't learn the lessons to teach to the next generation and the next on how to maintain and increase that wealth. Right. Yeah. So we, there was a, before we moved here, we had visited obviously with you guys. And I, I remember having this discussion when we were out, uh, you were talking about the uh, generational like poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot, I mean, that's a lot to unpack obviously, because there's so many things that are wrong. Um, but where, I mean, what solution do you see? Like, as far as like, I mean, education, like dumping more money into the education no, system, no, no. because now you're just, you're just pissing money off and you don't know where that's going. You don't know what it's going for. But I know the schools are crap, mm-hmm. and you said school choice, uh, which I think is a big one because maybe you can get out of those schools that are problematic and get yourself in a better mm-hmm. district. Um, but how do you? I mean, how do you really fix that? Because to me, it's always been cultural, and I know that that's even grown. Right? Mm-hmm. They've kind of produced that culture for them. But sure, there's yeah. something going on with like the inner city culture where, I mean, listen, it's it's not weird to say when you see all the break-ins at like a Walgreens, a mm-hmm. Target. It's really one group of people that you're seeing it. And why is that the case? It's nihilism, right? So you'll, you'll see the same thing from white people in West Virginia, 100%. right? So it's, it, it's, this is nihilism. It's people that feel uh, no equity in the country, no equity in society. I, I, they don't have any ownership in anything around them, yeah. right? This is all rented land. It's all uh, handouts from this group or that group. I don't actually own anything. So A, why would I treat it well? And B, why would I fucking put more effort into it? Because I'm not going to get any more out of it. So over the course of generations, people are like, well, fuck this place. Yeah. I'm going to get mine. And but that's, what, that's, that's, that, that's with, with like, let's say cars. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a car guy. So like when you have a, uh, a society that you say is impoverished, which it is, mm-hmm. um, and yet the, that money is being spent on these uh you know top-notch cars and 30 inch mm-hmm. rims and stuff you know what i'm saying air jordans you know what i'm saying like that is a huge market right very yep. expensive shoes and yet that's where the money's going sure why why is that not like is that because it's not taught is that because poor parenting single parent households like they're not teaching about like hey if you get a little money and we're in the situation that we're in let's put it towards something that can actually make you grow as a human this episode is brought to you by blackriflecoffee.com The Black Rifle Coffee Club is the best deal you're ever going to get on coffee and probably the best coffee you're ever going to get, to be honest. Join the Black Rifle Coffee Club and get fresh roasted freedom delivered straight to your door. Black Rifle Coffee Company is a veteran-operated company that supports America's military, law enforcement, and first responders. Get premium coffee delivered every month. Choose your favorite roast, whether you like light, dark, medium. Uh, Choose your favorite grind style whether you want coffee rounds it'll fit in your keurig if you want ground coffee or if you want whole bean coffee you can grind yourself and your delivery schedule which you can you know get once a week every other week once a month they've got a lot of options members also get free shipping and access to exclusive partner discounts like 511 and loophold and a bunch of other uh, great places Uh, so go ahead and go to blackriflecoffee.com use the code citizen you're going to get 20% off your first order next up is simply safe um <clears throat> we've got some great deals with simply safe right now you're going to get 40 percent off your first order when you go to simplysafe.com slash citizen podcast it's s-i-m-p-l-i-s-a-f-e.com slash citizen podcast you can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes and you can also set the damn thing up in about 15 to 20 minutes to be honest um it's it's one of the best systems I've ever seen. If you thought about protecting your home with security but have been waiting for the right time, you'll want to listen up right now. Listeners of Citizen Podcast get 40% off Simply Safe's award-winning home security system. When a threat is detected, their monitoring professionals promptly contact you. You can set it up to dispatch first responders to your home, even if you're unaway or even if you're away or unable to respond. They're 24-7 uh, uh, professional monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. It's it's about half of what ADT's uh, professional install plans cost. It blankets your home and protection, advanced sensors for every room, every window, every door, HD security cameras for inside and outside. You set all this up yourself, and I'm telling you, even their most advanced system is going to take you half an hour to set it up. 
So don't miss this chance to save big. When you protect your home with the best, get 40% off your order when you visit simplysafe.com slash citizen podcast today. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes. That's simplysafe.com slash citizen podcast. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Next up, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. You know them and you love them, folks. I just washed my sheets uh, last night and put them back on my ghost bed. I got to tell you, there's nothing like laying on some fresh, clean sheets and a nice little ghost bed. We love it. They've been a loyal sponsor for over five years now. Every mattress has a 20-year warranty. Some even have a 25-year warranty. Um, <clears throat> it's It's... That time of year where people are making some big purchases, quarter four, um, if you're looking for you know, a gift for yourself, a gift for the home, maybe to make your spouse a little more comfortable when they sleep at night, uh, right now GhostBed is offering 40% off GhostBed bundles where you get a mattress and an adjustable base. For everything else, 30% off if you use the code DRINKINGBROS at ghostbed.com forward slash DRINKINGBROS. They got the best sheets, the best mattress, the best pillows, everything. That adjustable base is super nice. Uh, you can get a mattress for like 35 bucks a month if you use their zero down, 0% financing plan, which now extends out to 60 months, six zero. That's five years. So go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros and get those deals. Last but not least, my bookie. Go ahead and sign up today. Use the promo code American to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with my bookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet you halfway all the way up to a thousand. So if you put in a grand, they're going to give you give you an extra thousand to bet with in your bonus section. Um, <clears throat> so we've got college basketball coming up, which you know Delco and Rob and and myself and Ross are going to be betting on every single day. Uh, we've got college football. We got NFL. Golf season started back up. We're going to be betting every single week, multiple times a week. We're going to be having events, going to sports events. Getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with 200 instantly. Just use the promo code American to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Look at that. Bonus. They're giving you free money now. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. They also have all sorts of casino games on there, and they're not robot games. It's actually a live dealer. Um, So go ahead and sign up today. Use the promo code American. This is a new promo code, by the way. Uh, So if you've used one before, you could probably use it again. American. To secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with my bookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet you halfway, all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's again, I think it's nihilism because you – as nihilism reduces your ability to have – nuanced and complex solutions to things so everything gets reduced back uh down and it goes from your individual happiness and success which is what people should be concerned about and then they should understand that putting effort into everyone's happiness and success will help guarantee yours and, and solidify it against external threats it reduces from that to status Right. Okay. And you, you see it in every community. Like you, how many fucking poor people in all cultures have you seen do stupid, reckless shit with money? Just oh. to, like they're peacocking. That's what it yeah. is. Right. Well, they're showing their status, right? right. Because that's all they have. So mm-hmm. a necklace to them is status. So it becomes part of your identity. Right. In the yeah. same way that the people like the, the Antifa people from where you're from nihilism, right. They don't yeah. have any, because now in a large way over the past 15 or 20 years, identity has been reduced to uh victimhood yeah right now you have to find out how you're a victim and live that life that's what it is from them so it's like the same symptom it's same it's the same nihilism and it's it shows itself in one way in the inner city in another way in the rural areas in another way in the pacific northwest and then you know in the middle of the country very uh frequently between uh, Latino and white people, it's mass shootings for young kids, right? It's yeah. the same symptom 
of the same goddamn disease sure. just manifests itself in a different way. Well, when you look at like Antifa, for example, since you brought that up, like I don't think the majority of people, at least in the Northwest, for example, since that's where it's kind of mm. blooming right now, they don't want to be that. They don't like push that up. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. that's not something that's glorified, I guess you would be the right word. Mm -hmm. And yet like, uh, you know, the, the culture with the necklaces, the cars, the gang violence, that kind of stuff is propped up. And, right. and there was that uh, music exec who was saying like, why do you put this stuff out about these guys killing each other? Mm -hmm. Money. It's all about the money, man. Well, yeah, but like think there, there's that there's this, this ring of predatory business around anything every yeah. charity that's ever happened like we're, I don't, people from our community will remember wounded warrior project in the middle 2010s we're just fucking having lavish parties and stealing money from veteran care charities i didn't even know that blm stole tens of millions of dollars from their people um the uh susan b Komen foundation the cancer research stuff cancer research that's stolen billions of yeah. dollars from people and done nothing with it um that's how it works, right? That's why we have to be, I, I don't know, people don't want to have those tough conversations. Yeah. Like, from the charity standpoint, like, hey, we need to watch these people. Like, yeah, it's on the face of it, they're trying to do something good, or at least that's the presumption, but you still got to check, right? You have to make You have to check every single goddamn line, every line item, and make sure that people are doing the right thing. And uh, one of my old military leaders used to tell me, it's not what you expect that it happens, it's what you inspect that happens, right? Like yeah. it's just that process of inspecting things and making sure they're going the right way that verifies they are and keeps people in line, even yourself. And it's, it's the basis of this show. You can either be, you can sit around and whine about everybody else, about your rights, about what you deserve and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And you will ultimately be a subject under rule of people that are your lesser, yeah. right? People that are predatory and are only out for themselves. Or you can act, right, to secure those rights yeah. by meeting the responsibilities head on that you have. And your responsibility isn't just to yourself. Very frequently, almost always, actually, your responsibility is to somebody else. That's why we build communities like this. Yeah. It's because we need each other to take care of each other. So it's like the NPC model that non-player characters yeah, stuff, yeah. you know, where, where half yeah. the society is just kind of flowing through the motion. Yeah. And that's and you're right. That that's one thing too, like. I mean, having children and, and being married, like it does change your mm. entire look on things. You realize that you have to take care of other people. And that's not obviously for everybody, but um, it is one of those steps that you take growing up that like, you're like, holy crap, man. Like there's a lot more than just mm. my needs, you know? And I don't think a lot of people understand that. I, I don't think that they're I don't either, getting yeah. it. But the thing is, is they trust. And that's the biggest problem is the trusting. You trust the media. You trust these companies where you're putting mm. your money to. Uh, just look at that uh, FTX that's going on yeah, right now. Yeah. Like you trust these things. Like I'm going to put money here and I trust that they're doing sure, the right yeah. thing. But you can't trust anything. No, of course not. And that's another – this this is another thing that pisses me off about uh, the inner city issues is that libertarians, especially on the conservative side, have this answer. Yeah. They don't trust – like if you ask a 50-year-old black dude in the inner city – and a white libertarian from fucking central Texas, how they feel about the government, that answer is going to be pretty fucking similar. You know what Identical. I mean? And for the same reasons, because they've both been fucked by the government a bunch yeah. in different ways sometimes, but in a lot of the same ways as well. So where are the fucking, like, I don't see it. Even from some of the black conservative politicians, I don't see them going into these black neighborhoods and be like, Hey man, these people are fucking lying to you yeah. and you don't have to believe me. Here's the evidence. Money okay. to be made, though, man. I, sure, I think yeah. a lot of those guys have a lot of money to be made. Jesse Jackson, all these guys have made a living oh, yeah, off this it's, stuff. It's I'm just saying those are yeah, the it's leaders. A scam, yeah. Those are the leaders, and people. Well, will still I mean, from them. the conservative side, although you know, conservative, I typically refer to people conservative in air quotes because I don't see them doing much conservative shit. I agree, but that's where I'm saying they've lost mm. everything that they stood for is not really the case. Now it's just like, how can we blend in to get a vote? And, and I. And that's the same thing with like the church. Not that I want to get on that topic. The mm. church is the same way. A lot of people are saying, if you're talking about the word of God, for example, then how can we start being lenient off of these other topics when, mm. you know, you've preached this for decades, yeah. hundreds and hundreds of years, right? So it's the same principle. Like you need to either stamp out on your morals and trust that you're mm. right. Internally, you feel that you're right. Or you don't have anything anymore. Sure. I mean, you should behave the way that you feel is right to behave. Sure. Now, as far as influencing other people... I'm pretty sure that Jesus said to give to Caesar what is Caesar's, right? Which is yeah. if you uh, 
if you extrapolate that, I believe the intent is that, well, the, he, he also makes a statement that uh, the leaders of men are ordained by God or whatever the fuck else, but... Yeah. Um, I'm not that religious. I mean, honestly. Like, yeah, I'm just saying from a from a from a religious standpoint, I don't think it's appropriate to legislate morality. No, you know what I mean because what no. mostly because it doesn't work. No, you know what I mean. Like messaging works, convincing people that something's the right thing to do and getting them on board works, and that's how a meritocracy meritocracy is supposed to work. Well, leading right? by example, I think, is the yeah, best thing. Sure, but but also giving people the tools to logic it out for themselves. Like, here's yeah. what I'm doing. I think it's right, and here's why I think it's right. And then having the fucking balls to have a conversation about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a lot of white people are going to have the balls to have a conversation about the actual problems in inner cities in America because they're they're too afraid to step on landmines. Like, who cares? What, you say the wrong thing one time, yeah. just fucking say the right thing next time. Well, there's a difference between saying the wrong thing and being over the top. And, and most yeah, people are I mean, not going to be over the top. They're not going to throw out the N-word. They're not going to do all this crazy stuff. Like, Yeah, but people are afraid to say, like, we that there is a cultural problem in inner cities, right? But they won't... The reason they're afraid to say it is because they're not prepared to have the rest of the conversation, which is that the cultural problem stems in large part because of the behavior of past governments and, yeah. and current governments. And it's uh, a nihilism that needs that is deeply seated in that community that has to be rooted out. Yeah. Like we have to put some kind of effort into it and not just send people a $300 check once a week. Uh, you know what I mean? But it's a matter of like having the conversation, being allowed to have the conversation, like you said, and with uh, a lot of like censorship and a lot of things where people are saying like, you're this, if you talk about this, yeah. you're this. So that kind of shuts the door. And you're right. You don't have to like the nihilism that you're talking about. Mm. Like that may not even be in your vocabulary. Yeah. But like by you saying something, and we've had the conversation on our show where we. And what's amazing about our followers is they're diverse as can mm. be, man. Our live shows and our, our Zoom meetings that we have on Patreon, we got black, we got gay, yeah. we got every. And you can have those conversations, and there's no nobody's coming on each other saying like you're wrong for saying this. Hey, it's a good idea, but this is why it won't work. Yeah. You know why can't we have that? free speech kind of scenario now and well, not be offended and not th be offended. I don't think that I don't I don't think that most people are intrinsically offended by it. I think they're told that they're to be offended by it. You're right. Right, which is not the same thing. It's not. But you know I mean? there's, like a, it, it, there's a small amount of people have a large voice sure, and you can yeah. say it's pushed by media, you can say it's pushed by whatever, but I mean, you feel that way regardless of whether it's true. Your, to your point, people feel like they can't say something because mm. it's going to hurt somebody's feelings, even though nobody in the room may feel hurt by it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's well, think about the uh, ultimate fruition of that, which is typically middle aged white women being offended on behalf of everybody else. Yes. Right. When, when nobody else in the room is even considering what the what's being said, she's like, oh, you shouldn't say that. Like, well, if I'm not in a position to say it, you're damn near sure <laughs> not in a position to tell me I shouldn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's why one of the principles of this show is I'll reject divisiveness in all its form because people trying to divide you are trying to conquer you, right? Yep. Every time I see shit in the media, uh, 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 in, in the corporate world, in politics, on the global stage, where they're trying to parse groups of people out and then turn them against each other, it's very obvious what's happening there, right? Yep. It's been, this has been the case for all of human history. Yeah. Uh, and for some reason... It appears as though over the last like 30 years with the internet where we should have had all the tools and resources you would ever need to be like, nope, that's dumb. It's very obvious. We're not going to fall into that. We've fallen into it harder and deeper than we ever have. Yep. Tribalism. Right? Like not even, <laughs> man, it's gone from, well, you don't look like me or think like me or pray to the same God as me or say, speak the same language as me, so I'm not really going to hang out with you, to family members disowning each other because of yeah. their fucking political beliefs. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't believe this shit that, that when, when people refer to the good old days, you know what I mean? I think they get a really – I think it's really taken out of context. It's like, no, I don't want segregation. Nobody's Again, talking about that. I don't want the subjugation of women. As a matter of fact, the women in the good old days that I'm referring to in the greatest generation, I talked to Michelle DeFoy about this on the last show. Men went off to war to fight Nazis, yep. and all these women stepped up, went to the factories, did all the work that the dudes were doing just as good as they were doing it, and 
maintain their household and raise their children all at the same time. And yeah. you, you honestly think that, that those men from that greatest generation think their women were weak. No. Like, how could you possibly think that? No. Nobody, I, don't, I don't believe that at all. It's fucking bullshit, right? And nobody wants... There's nobody out there pining for segregation except for fucking leftists yeah. who are trying to have safe spaces for people. Like, no, dude, a safe space is like bubble boy bullshit. Yeah. You don't ever get inoculated by nature. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Well, it doesn't. I mean, honestly, it does, it's not going to build character either. You know what I'm saying? It's just like part of like growing up is like being, you know, some people deal with bullying. Mm -hmm. I don't condone bullying by any means. But like you deal with that stuff and you and it shapes you. I mean, either better or worse. Mm -hmm. I mean, it shapes you one way or the other. But like, yeah, I mean, the idea that everything is going to be safe and with universities, it's like you're not going for safe spaces. You're mm. going for a higher education. And that's clearly not what they're about anymore. No. But that that case in Portland was actually a prime example where you were talking about the, the white suburban mom. Yeah. Um, they had the protesting going on. Mm. There was a black, I think it was a woman who was speaking with the cops, having mm. a great conversation. The white woman comes up. Don't speak to him. You can't talk to him. Like, who's who's. Who are you to say that to somebody? I, that's a They're good question. They're having an intelligent man. conversation. Yeah. It's a good question because every time we do polling in inner cities and ask them about police presence, 83% of people want the same or more, right? Most people Because they want fucking, it's like, man, I don't run into a lot of racist conservative people. I run into some, a lot of conservative people that don't have a lot of experience with certain cultures. So they're yeah. ignorant about certain things, but no malice. Yeah. But when I see people trying to divide up classrooms, right, or try to convince me that black people can't figure out how to hire an attorney or get a fucking driver's license. Which is crazy. Yeah. How you that is the most racist shit I've ever heard in my life. It is. And they they've done those in those And like they're studies. not like that scenario you're talking about, they're not smart enough to fucking have a conversation with the cops like, "Oh, they're they're going to The cops out, are going to pull They'll, them over they'll outsmart you. You're yeah. not smart enough to have this conversation. Are yeah. you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I mean, they see that there's black cops out there, man. I mean, there, there's there's all different nationalities doing it. And, and you're right. That, and when they do, like, the street studies where they're saying, like, you know, and they're kind of a joke, and some of them are probably uh, gimmicky. But, you know, when they say, like, who made this quote? Who said mm. this line? You know, most people are shocked by some of the stuff that actually is said. And it goes in one ear and out the other when right. they actually hear it from Biden, for example. I mean, to say, I mean, even Biden himself, you're not black if you don't vote for me. Yeah. Like, if anybody else said that, that would be devastating for their their career mm -hmm. uh, but it's not when it comes to a certain group of people yeah and i think you know one of the things on this divisiveness thing i, I think you know you almost always if you unpack problems you find the solution naturally right yeah. um it's in there somewhere it's it's there's a hole in the bucket or something like that and you can just plug it and move on or there's some maladaptive process that you can change to you know whatever it is but i think it's for us in, in society and tribalism and shit, it's kin selection. It's it, kin selection is a psychological principle by which a person or a group of persons uh, determines who is their family, right? Mm -hmm. Like we, not biological family, but the people that you consider to be your family, your tribe, your community, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and we, <clears throat> this intersectional bullshit tries to parse it down to the very smallest level. You know what I mean? And that is, that's a fail. Even yeah. down to the individual, like you're so special that you should be offended more than anybody else. You should be victim, uh, victim, or you, you've been victimized more than anybody else. In reality, the inoculation to that shit is to teach people that we go to the greatest common factor, right? What's the thing that we all want? And you can find it in every psychology book of all time, but Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's a decent place to start food yeah. and shelter and safety, yeah, right? Needs. We all kind of want that shit. And how do we get it without constant intrusion from external forces and oppressive governments? We decided in this country that federalism and republicanism is the best way to ensure liberty for everybody, right? Yeah. We, did, we went a long time in this country without allowing it to apply to everybody. But we're at a point now where it does. Yeah. And that's the, that's the conversation that needs to be had with these in and out groups. Yeah. Right. Like, what is it that we agree on? Cool. You want to be, you want to do your thing and be left alone. So do I, bud. Yeah. But we, you and I have to work together to make sure that happens. But how do you change uh, a long running belief? Like, and we're talking generationally here, just like the welfare is generational in mm -hmm. a lot of communities. How do you change a belief in a, in a, in a culture, in a society that 
feels like what had happened previously still affects him to this day. Even if you say like, it's not as bad as it was, it's actually in fact better than it's always ever been in a lot of ways. How do you get them to change that mindset that they've been taught from their mom, their grandparents, when, and, and that's the argument that you hear. Like, hey, mm. you weren't on a slave plantation. That, right. that is something that you hear a lot of people say, Candace Owens, all these people saying that stuff. I get that, but that's still in their head is, is sure. reality. Because they're still living in poor communities. Yeah. Right? So how? why would that – why would just saying something like that change things for them? You but do you mean? not feel that there's more people right now, like say in the black community, mm. there's not more representation showing – that you can get out of that, that you can actually thrive. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. why are those people not looked at as a possibility? Like, hey, I can do that as well. Mm. I mean, even yeah. Ben Carson, who I like Ben Carson. He was yeah. not a presidential material. For no, me. he's a knucklehead, but he's an interesting guy. But, he's, but his guy. story is incredible. Yeah. You know, I mean, same thing with uh, uh, Colin Powell, right? Saying he came yeah. up like there's a actually if you read his autobiography, there's a story in there about how when he first got back from Vietnam, he was down at Fort Benning in Georgia with the infantry base down there. And uh, wasn't allowed to eat at the the fast food place off base because no. he was black, right? And uh, it was like, all right, cool, that's not great. Yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah. persisted through it. There's a lot of stories like that. I I don't know. I mean, what what is it? Again, it's it, com, common shared experience is what solves things like this. So one is putting yourself into a position to suffer with the people suffering around you. A good leader looks down at people suffering and gets down in the mud with them and helps them out of there. Yep. Right. What effort have we made to do any of that stuff? And you know, fair enough. How do we do that? I think is a good question to ask. Um, But can you say like the communication obviously is an issue because uh, you know, my wife has um, black family members. mm -hmm. Um, We've had, you know, one of them's uh, been on a show before and we've had some really great discussion. He's a military guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, my question was him is he's, 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 you know, said that, I've had situations of racism happen, and mm-hmm. I believe that. Yeah, for I sure. That. He's got a white dad, a black mom. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks black. You know, I, I can believe it. But, I mean, have you had a situation of racism? Because I have. You know, like I've been, uh, like I said, we used to gig shows. We toured through mm-hmm. California, played downtown Oakland. It was one of the scariest shit I've ever been through as far as leaving and coming. And they told you, don't stop at the Minimarts. Get on this road. You get on the highway, and you get out of here, and you can stop at the next stop. You know what I'm saying? And there were people that – just didn't want us there. Mm. I mean, you could feel it that they were like, dude, what are you doing here? You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that's racism. I don't, I don't care. I get it. I do get it. But can't you relate? Can't you say like, Hey, I get what you're saying. It's uncomfortable and it sucks. Anybody's dealing with that. Sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, what would you want? What I guess, well, I remember from childhood, mostly there's a decent stretch in my elementary school years where I lived in an all black neighborhood. It was just me and my brother and sister and, and uh, all the other kids at school were black and shit. And yeah, uh, they would, it's kids, right? So yeah. they, we haven't developed these sophisticated social hierarchies yet. So yeah. it's like, you don't look like me. So we have to fucking, we have to brush up against each other a few times and then maybe fight to become friends. Yeah. And several of my best friends back then were people that, I mean, you know how it is with dudes anyways. We yeah. get in fights with somebody and then we're friends for the rest of our lives. But when you're an adult, the, I guess the risk and consequence is quite a bit higher for engaging in activities like sure. that. Um, you know, it could get dangerous, I guess, but you know, sometimes you got to fucking deal with the danger. Yeah. This is the way it is. So I like when I, if I walk through a place like that, uh, and feel like I'm not welcome or anything, I think the wrong answer is to get up and leave for sure. The right answer is to go like, Hey, what's up, buddy? It's yep. like love, love people to death, which is funny coming from me because yeah. I, I don't really do that much. Well, and you're I, right that a lot of people aren't, even myself, like Callis County, where we were from is, mm. is predominantly white. I'm mm. talking majority white. And so you, you are around black people. You're around mm. other culture, but not anywhere near safe here. I mm. mean, even here, my kids have already, I mean, most of their friends are mixed or black or, yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy how much different it is. Yeah. Circle C is a good neighborhood too. It is a great neighborhood. Like there's a man. ton of kids over there. It's, it's so good. And the kids are out all the time, which yeah. is awesome. Oh, well, it's awesome. If you have kids, if you're like, <laughs> you're dead and you're like, get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's kids everywhere. We had this uh, taco place. When I was working in Portland, we had this, uh, one of our coworkers was black and he was one of the nicest dudes, Mario. He's a super great guy. And he had this taco place that he was telling us about. And he's like, bro, I mean, he used to bring us food on mm-hmm. lunch. He'd go pick it up, come back. And one day he asked if I wanted to go with him. It's a Friday night. I show up, and this place is 
wall to wall and a split right down the middle. It's like a decent sized place. Half of it was Latino, mm. Mexican, like I'm talking, you know, North Portland stuff, like, you know, low riders outside. The other half was black. Very, uh, I walked in and was the only white person mm. in the place. And that was one of the first times that I was like, okay, you know, I, I get like the feeling of like, oh man, like, are they going to be cool with me? Is this, is this normal? And to your point, if you just, he was shaking hands with people that he knew I was introducing myself Everything was awesome, dude. Yeah. Everybody was cool. There was no issues. I felt very comfortable. And that's anybody, anybody yeah. in that situation, if you put yourself out there. Well, it's, you know, what's the reality of human existence is that it's hard to hate up close. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the thing that turned the tide on the whole gay issue. It's like celebrities started coming out of the closet and then regular people started coming out of the closet and people like deeply not necessarily even bigoted people. People just thought it was weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? And reacted in a way that was weird, which is a reasonable way to react when you think something's weird, by the way. But yeah. um, started to realize that their friends and family members were gay. And like, oh, you're just a, you're a normal dude. You just like dicks. Yeah. All right, cool. I can yeah. move on with my life now. Yeah. Achieving that in, you know, inner society can be different. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, it's... It doesn't benefit us in any way to just ignore that issue because it's a hard thing to solve. I think it, it actually hurts us quite a bit. So Democrats yeah. have led these folks around by the nose without actually helping them for decades. Yeah, but I also think that there's a message, uh, lack of message on if you're part of the LGBTQ community, right? Because a lot of people are standoffish to the situation. Mm. And at the end of the day, like myself included, like I, like I said, I don't care. But what I don't want is you to like try to force a message on something on me mm. on my family so that's the majority of people yeah yeah the majority well, of people just say hey man it's the majority of fine. gay people too though it that's is. that's the problem but right? that's the messaging yeah. thing like as yeah. a as a community when you have mm. the parades and stuff and this is what people see mm. there's a lot of gay people who look at these parades in portland and see the butt cheeks out and this yeah. and the weird behavior around yeah. children is odd where is those people speaking out saying, hey, this is not what we're about? Certainly, yeah. It's a reasonable thing. Like if you saw, um, if we had like a, a Veterans Day parade and it was all, it, all the dudes were just fucking drunk and beating their wives, for example. Like, yeah. oh, you Shooting want- Shooting guns in the like, air. You're, you know? you're trading on the honor of everybody that wears that uniform. Yeah. Every time you're in public with that uniform on, that's something that's really important to understand. Look, maybe it's not fair that you have to- uh, uh, behave a certain way to make sure that people have a good sense of your community. Maybe it's not fair, but it's fucking life, dude. That's how it works. It's you know the only I mean? way it's gonna. Like you end, might, yeah. the, Christians say this stuff a lot. You might be the only Jesus somebody ever meets. Yeah. Um, now I don't believe in any of that shit, but I think that's a really profound statement to make. Yeah. Like if you're a white person going into a black community to do something, you might be the only contact that young child has with a fucking white person in your life. And that might yeah. shape his belief on white people for the rest of his life. What kind of responsibility is that? If you're a parent, everything your child knows about how a man is supposed to treat a woman, they learn from how their father treats their mother. Absolutely. So are you taking that into account when you're behaving a certain way around them? You know what I mean? Yeah, but that goes to having uh, more responsibility as an individual, not sure. just thinking of yourself, to, yeah. to your point earlier today. There, there's so. nothing on the left side of the table that's solving any of these fucking problems. Yeah. Like the left side of the table is triage. This is stop the bleeding, yeah. right? Yeah. Here are social programs to stop the bleeding. The solutions come from the conservative side. I, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. I joke that uh, while Democrats led the black community around by the nose and never actually gave them anything tangible for years, at least conservatives had the common decency to ignore the problem and not make it worse. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a joke, obviously, because what they should have done was like, hey, you're, there's so many black conservatives. Give this motherfucker a billion dollars, send him into the community, be like, hey, here is how you solve your own fucking problems. Why are you depending on a government that you hate that's fucked you over so many times? Because yeah. we feel the same, by the way, yeah. like on, the, on our side of the fence. So what the fuck are we doing here? Why are we... It became politically expedient, I guess, for conservatives just to ignore the problem. Well, we can't win the black vote anyway, so why waste any of our time or money? Your job is not to get elected, motherfucker. Your job yeah. is to make the country better. Yeah. Your job is you to take try. care of people. Yeah, you gotta try. But man. when's the last time you've seen a huge conservative movement into that? Like Candace Owens, that ain't it, bud. No, that ain't it. This fucking uh, 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 fake. Like I was super progressive until I fucking. Yeah. Everybody has this stupid. 
Oh, my God. Saul on the road to Damascus story where I got struck by lightning and all of a sudden Trump. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. I've heard so many of these stories from these shitbag conservative influencers. I'm just tired of it. Uh, I mean, I think it's fair to, like, acknowledge that, like, there are certain things, whether it's Trump or other things, that, like, get people more involved. But to put your entirety of what you believe in in that one particular no. basket seems odd to me. Well, I'm and talking Candace about... Owens is like, to me, all that stuff that you see that's propped up that's getting millions of views yeah. to me is the stuff that you should probably be the most leery on yeah. as a whole. Yeah. If know? something seems like it's trying to get money from you, you should be deeply yeah. suspicious of it. Yeah. Because... <laughs> If the value is there, then the value doesn't have to be articulated in your face all the time. You will naturally see the value. Sure. But if it's like, and I just don't trust people who spend on a dime politically Yeah. when it's super beneficial for them financially to do that. That's one of the hardest things when you have a show, and I know you know this, but Mm -hmm. like staying on track regardless of what people criticize you for. Mm -hmm. Uh, through through comments and stuff, because and that's the thing with our show, we have very different opinions. Uh, uh, Greg is very like conspiratorial, and, yeah. and I'm not saying he actually is conspiracy. He likes the idea behind it. He yeah. likes the the theory it's behind fu- it. It is fun. Yeah. It's very fun, yeah. and and I totally get it. But I'm the one that's like, bro. But if we look at it at this angle, and, and so what you get is you get some people are like Greg is, yes, you know, like mm. he gets it. He's woke, and then Dave doesn't understand, and yeah. then you have some people that say Greg's crazy. Like that's that's healthy. First of all, to have those discussions, mm-hmm. it's also healthy to not be in a bubble where everything you hear is coming in the same like wavelengths. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and it's it doesn't it doesn't do anybody any favors not to have conversations, even if your opinion is stupid. Yeah, in the beginning, because right, it, you're, how does that bad ideas get exposed by good ideas, not by it's how fucking, it's supposed to be. Yeah, not not it's how it's supposed to be. not by uh, uh, censor censoring. Yeah. That's not how that works. Now, unfortunately, like nowadays, like with uh, Patreon and stuff, like we obviously are promoting Patreon. I know, mm. I think you guys may even too to an extent. Yeah. But it's like, yes, it's hard to ask for money, you know, because that does cost Patreon costs mm. things. But in the climate that we're in, like that's obviously like, I mean, that's just the way of the world right now. You try to keep it as cheap as possible, get people yeah. good content. But I mean, if you want to have these conversations, uh you have to insulate yourself in certain kinds of ways. Like we've kicked multiple sponsors off our network, big ones, nationwide sponsors. Like, uh, well, I can't say any because of NDAs. Um, but certain, uh, beverage powders and dick pills, for example, tried to come at us for saying women are women, for example, and men aren't. And they were like, you can't say that. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, why, I can why say not? whatever the fuck I want, right? But there is a consequence of that. And the consequence is money goes away. Yep. And this is our business. This is how we make our money. So, you know, you got to fucking, if it's, that that's the thing. Like, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not thrilled about having to move stuff onto uh, paywall platforms like that. But if, I feel like if the, if the information is good enough or for Drinking Bros, if it's funny enough, then people will come on their own accord and pay for it, yeah. right? Which is fine. I mean, I, that's that's how business works. If Absolutely. I had, if I was selling fucking uh, 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 birthday cakes and shit, if my birthday cakes sucked, probably wouldn't sell them any. Yeah, it's just the way it is, right? Yeah, and, and and like for us and a lot of people, like you know, we just we just got news of Spotify. We got booted from Spotify uh, we again. Got boot- well, oh no, that we, was we back were, in the day. We yeah. were, and then we we kind of heard back that yeah, we violated stuff apparently, and so. It's like now you're stuck. Now mm-hmm. we're in a position of like Spotify is a huge platform that we can't access right now. And maybe we can work something out or do something. But when you have those things and they start checking off, YouTube's banned us twice. Like that kind of stuff, like when you're talking about money flow and actually like we quit our jobs for this. Yeah. We're really trying like the next like year, year and a half to just give it everything we have to see where it goes. And, and unfortunately, that's the safest place for us right now is to have those platforms where we can't speak freely have to worry about that and there's pros and cons but mm-hmm. it sucks that we have to do it that's the bottom line it does suck i wish we could just put it out there and then have normal revenue coming in like everybody else but yeah it'd be nice huh yeah um well we'll keep chipping away at it um and uh you know i appreciate you taking the time today and having Dude. conversations and shit it's always a fun time yeah i, I appreciate letting me on the show man it's beautiful in here yeah. uh you guys have been nothing but awesome with mm-hmm. us and uh guys check it out part of my american.com 
you got Patreon. You can look us up on all the platforms other than Spotify. And uh, hopefully you like what we do, man. Yeah. Um, pardon my American. Follow them on social. Go check out their uh, go check out their Patreon. Check out. Uh, you're still on YouTube for now. We're right? on YouTube. Yep, yep. So that that's good. Yep. Um, now that the midterms are over, you're probably safe for a little while. For a minute. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, yeah, and thank you all for listening. This has been Citizen. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.